Keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis. What up, everybody? Brian Willis here. No relation to Bruce. And um, there's something terribly lonely about that introduction. I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe I'll figure it out later on. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, in the building today, we got a rapper, a singer, a rapper, an English guru, a rapper, a Sony Africa signee, or was a signee. I think we'll get into that later. And did I mention he's a rapper? Ladies and gentlemen, we got Mile in the building. Yes, sir. Can we, can we get those air horns, man? Hey, Mal, it's been a while, man. I mean, last time we spoke, I think uh, you were with uh, the very huge and uh, very uh, lovely crew, Various. Oh yes, um, yeah, yeah. and yeah, we turned it up some 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 two three years ago, like pre-COVID. Yeah, it's twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, yeah. Yeah. How is various? Are you guys still together? Yeah, in a manner of speaking, I suppose. I, I just I think with everything going on and people leading different lives, it gets a little complicated. But we're all very close, and we're all still making like music with each other. Um, as far as the initiative goes, I think people have just sort of prioritized personal projects at the moment and um, are, are trying to develop and nurture, you know, their own. I guess individual the trajectory of their own individual careers, which I can respect. But I think various is always going to be various. It's always going to be love. So when we, right now, I'm actually working on a song with Fluid, and um, you know, I'm trying to get back in the studio with Rue. It's been overdue. I've, I've been actually kind of sick, so it was a little difficult to get some of the things done. But yeah, I'm still working with everybody. Me and Mark is always going to be making music, so. Obviously, Marcus, I wasn't even gonna bother ask. I mean, he's on he's on every project of yours. You guys yeah. even have a joint project together and stuff like that. So, Marcus, it's it's pretty much a given. And um, how is Chingeto Brown? She's good. She's cool. She's cool. Um, we haven't really had the opportunity to really find a song to work with, you know, just, um, I think we just every time we link up, it's always different energy. We're just kill- we're just kicking it in. And, and hanging out or whatever. But I was with her at one of her Essential Sundays, which y'all should go to. It's a really good, you know, event. You know, it's a really good grassroots sort of um, startup event for, like, young talent in, in Zimlek. It's overlooked, Harare, I guess, at the moment. But it's it's a really interesting concept that she's working around. So, yeah, she has this thing called Essential Sundays. I think she's doing monthly or I, I think monthly at this point. And I was you need at, to link um, us up, man. That sounds quite dope. 100%. Yeah, nah, she she always has like a litany of like amazing artists perform at the event. People get drinks, food, you kick back and watch the show. So it's a really nice vibe. I think I was at, um, you know, I performed at the one that I think was in November, just before my album dropped. And that's when I gave a sneak peek of like a couple songs I had coming. So yeah, but she's good people. We're cool. Oh man, I, I saw her by uh, Westgate. We were both in a uh... 
world remit queue uh queuing up for some forex and um yeah. she was like a few people ahead of me and I, I i didn't know how to approach her i was actually quite nervous i didn't know whether she'd remember me or not because you know how it is with ladies you can just be like hi chingato and they should just look at yeah. you dude is that a pickup line <laughs> yeah. would, i'm sure she would have been cool if anything she would have gotten a kick out of it like just be like yeah yeah, yeah was, probably oh, probably yeah. but i was just no yeah. i was just nervous wondering whether she remembers me or not anyway uh sorry mile during the conversation we were joined by onai onai how are you doing you don't it's been sound a while, like, bro. You know? quite a lot it's been it's been a long time so i'm just gonna show you this it's been, still me man. Still me, huh? um, but I'm gonna get off video. Uh, hope you've been doing great. I am curious. I've, I have a question for you, which is obviously why you came onto the show. Sure. I have not heard a lot of people with the amount of talents that you have. Okay. I think you are one of the best songwriters I know for R&B, like classic R&B. Not even and just R&B, fam. I'm not done. And I think that you can run circles a lot, like around a lot of rappers. Like, to be honest, like bar for bar. There are some songs where I actually feel like you should have just rapped this and not sang it. And right. I know your strength come from both sides. Almost like, I dare say, Drake does not sing as good as you. Right, it's not. That's not like an unpopular opinion. He's not that great a singer. No, no, no. But I'm especially without the order tune. When, 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 when I look at the singing and rapping abilities, like in terms of where they are, yours are like both much higher than where like Drake is singing is down there and his rapping is up there. Like I feel like you know. However, I kind of, I kind of feel like. You are unappreciated or unnoticed, or there is just a. It, I feel like people know this, but it hasn't translated to where it's supposed to be. Even how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Why do you think it's like that? I think. Um, I mean, I can make excuses all we want right like it's easy to revert back to the you know the the cop-out argument of listen hip-hop is still relatively new in sim and you know we don't really have much of an infrastructure for uh the industry to support that sort of genre and you know the minority that actually feeds into it in the country and all this other shit but it's i think it's just um people have trouble connecting me to them here which I can understand because my what, influence what, what comes. My influence what, come from, what do you I'm mean? I'm saying my influence comes from like a lot of different places. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't raised here. Like how I chose to, you know, lean into creating music um, has always He's basically reflected. not what people call a mushroom Zimbabwean. He's got exposure from all around the world. Right, and and the way that I create music is always going to play to my strengths and reflect what that is you know what i mean i would love to give people a song that they can relate to as far as references and dialects you know that appeal to them and, and you know even stories that appeal to them but i i i i maintain my artistic integrity in only ever addressing my own journey my own stories my own understanding and perspectives 
of, of, you know, whatever we tackle within, you know, the community of, and culture that is hip hop or, or our music in general as an art form. So I think at this juncture of my career, I'm leaning into, you know, being more unapologetic about that. But I like the challenge of like employing different new things in my skill set that may reflect a little more. Like I just wrapped up a song with um, Marcus that I actually wrote like a Shauna chorus and a Shauna verse that he was actually really excited about. So <laughs> I got to hear I, this. I, I really am. I'm going to be taking a new approach. In different no, but, but this, is, this is not the first time you've rapped in Shauna, though. There's a song called, uh, was it Mucha Taura on Trading Hours? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, always as like one liners or two liners or a couple of lines or whatever. But this is like start to not start to finish per se, but it, it's predominantly. Shauna. Uh, yeah, Shauna rap. And I came up with the chorus i'm gonna be and there's a whole other one that's gonna be on the you know project that's coming out uh, later this year um but yeah i've just been experimenting with that and because i've chosen to like that's where my art is taking me and it's, i'm coming up with different new ideas like i know for a fact that i would never rap as well as i can in english and genre so i can't sit here and say i'm gonna be the next fucking jungle logo that's not that's not realistic which is why i <laughs> I'm going to, you know, always lean on my strengths because that's where I get, you get the best art from me. And that's, that's my plight as far as I'm concerned. So it's really sad that I get overlooked as often, especially now that you see these burgeoning interests in Zim, you know, that um, are reflecting a, a little more acceptance towards, you know, um, rappers that don't necessarily use vernacular, like, you know, like the, even less what he's using to break into the market at the moment, people like Sun and um, Denim and all that, who like predominantly yeah, rap in English. Even Holy seeing, to an extent. To yeah. You see this virgin excitements for artists that are, you know, more English oriented in their music. And yeah, I wish naturally as an artist, I wish I could be accepted for what I am. But, um, you know, it's a process. It's, it's, it's hard to just get things together, man, um, in a way that, cause like a lot of shit, like I'll, you, it, I layer my music a certain kind of way as well. Even literally, mm. you have people that will come to me three years after Trading Hours dropped and said, I just got what <laughs> you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see how that can be difficult for people who just want surface level, um, I, I won't go as far as to say that's what people, other people are doing, but just generally like easier, you know, verbiage to consume or ideas or concepts that I'm working around and the, the technical detail around like lyricism and the shit, you know, me and, you know, cash bit appreciate. So it's, it's, it's course, just a little more complicated. Course. So, so, yeah, in, yeah. In, so in that I don't apologize was... for it. No, totally. But now but, what... yeah, it hurts, man. I hear you, but tell me for mile, what does success look like? I know this is a this is like a very simple question, but I want to know you're talking about your own journey as an artist in this music, as an individual. What does success look like mm-hmm. when Mile gets to where he wants to get to? So that you're not moving by how we like because at that you know, there's we have a bias towards wanting mile to be featured with AKA for us to know that Mile 
has made it, right? But that might not be what Mile is going for. So I want to right. know, like, what are you going for? What does success look like for you? The thing about success is I've, I've only recently come to embrace the notion that um, it's not as one-dimensional as, you know, people, I think, want it to be. It's not that simple. It's never that simple. We always want, you know, what what any artist wants, which is, you know, a grand scale appreciation for it, for, it. you know, you're making the money and, you know, you are gaining the notoriety that reflects, you know, your, your skill set and your position and your contribution to, to the art form as a whole. So yes, I do want all those things, you know, and as, and as much as they, they are, they reflect more superficial ideals. I want that, but I also want my music to connect the way it's supposed to. I don't want people to miss, you know, really important information that I, I am prepared to impart through my music or my perspectives. If that aids somebody or brings some sort of, some level of comfort, it brings healing or change. Then I think in as, in as, in as much as it sounds mad corny, like I, I don't, I, I love that people will love my music, but I have people that really enjoy my music that won't understand half or three quarters of like a verse you know and it's just like it sounds great so i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna roll the dice and think yeah nah miles killing it so you know i want i want there to be a connection to um everything i'm saying everything i'm doing because this it's just so personal you know you start saying things and you coming up with creative ways to convey that that you know it it feels overlooked when people don't necessarily necessarily address it or, 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 you know, even really just acknowledge it on any level. So I want there to be a moment where, and there have been many, I want there to be a moment where, you know, my fan base, if I can call it that, um, you know, continues to grow the way organically, naturally, of course, but in a way that, um, really speaks to how it resonates with them. You know, they don't miss anything. They understand where I'm coming from, what I'm trying to say from front to back and, you know, building on those philosophies into just like progressing things forward. You know what the sad thing that I see in all of this is that um, I've noticed that it's not that um, people miss a lot of bars. It's usually something, Am I the only one that can't hear this kid no more? I cannot hear him either. Something happened with his network. I think oh, it was going to go... God, on catch it. Get it catch together. It. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Keep it real Fridays with Celatine and Brian Willis. <laughs> What is a top boy? Da, da, da. When I'm at the apex, hey. when I have awakened, hey. when I'm the sensation, hey. see I am the captain now. Nah. Fuck off of my shit. Why do young niggas die quick? Boom. And why do you hype this? What is a top boy? Hey. When I'm at the apex, hey. when I have awakened, hey. I cry for that paycheck. See I am the captain now. Hey. Fuck off of my shit. Nah. Why do young niggas die quick? Boom. And why do you hype this? My type T 
sing caviar, no playlist. In frame Apex, A1 JPEGs. Mafia, La Familia. Come for me and do no shake you. Take your soul, your mental physical. Life or death decision, pivotal. Clinical, would you like a visit now? Digital, warriors may pivot now. Be gone now, oh. Became a giant, I know feet. That's where my mind is at to leave my home Two different climates, so so less my soul I said, yeah, what is a top boy? When I'm at the apex, when I have awakened When I'm the sensation, see I am the captain now Fuck off of my shit, why do young niggas die quick? And why do you hype this? What is a top boy? When I'm at the apex, when I have awakened for that paycheck See, I am the captain now Fuck off of my shit Why do young niggas die quick? And why do you hype this? 2021, I'm fucking niggas up Been a heavy one, the heart is coming up He's a blind man, he take a glance at us Three things, serving me a south of God The life I did The DMT and my just fried my K, that's a stretch when Jane I like, like he might be moving still despite my will. I said, what is a top boy? Da, da, da. When I'm at the apex, when I have awakened, when I'm the sensation, see, I am the captain now. Fuck off of my shit. Why do young niggas die quick? And why do you hype this? What is a top boy? When I'm at the apex, when I have awakened, I cry for that paycheck. See, I am the captain now. Fuck off of my shit. Why do young niggas die quick? And why do you hype this? Keep it real Fridays <laughs> with Celatine and Brian Willis. <laughs> Um, whilst he gets it together, uh, one big question that has been a topic of discussion a lot, and I'm sure you've heard it before, and I don't know if Brian's going to get it. Walk me through the Sony deal. Like, what, what's, what was that all about? I think a lot of people have got, again, their idea of what it is. And then I, I know that you were not so happy one time when there was a comment from this particular platform about it. Uh, I'd really want to know what, what that's about, because I feel like you were the first artist to get a Sony deal. What is the Sony deal? What does that mean for you? Um, what does it do for you? What doesn't it do for you? Um, so first of all, for clarity's sake, the deal I got, because a lot of people ask me this, a lot of people that don't even really know me like that were just hitting me up. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to allow them the courtesy of a response, but, um, yeah, like the deal was actually a 360. Okay. So yes, it was a 360. The other deals on the table didn't really reflect our interests or our, I guess, financial position to be able to sustain them. And so we went with the 360 that would, you know, give them a certain amount of music that they could operate with to obviously, you know, raise our profile and, and, and build on that. So um, the deal was for three years and um, it was going to be the first contract that we can then we go through and then we once we reach the end of we 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 renegotiate and figure out where we stand and we're actually more or less still in the middle of like negotiations but the first contract ended and i did not want to give them my album i wasn't prepared to do that i had 
uh, a lot of different uh, grievances with the way they were operating and how, you know, they, they made a lot of lofty promises about how they could, um, you know, naturally change things, which is, which is the, the, you know, run of, run of the mill pitch that they give every artist. So I expected mm. it, but like the fact that, you know, they, oh, it's such an archaic, like how, like it's so lazy now, I think the way labels are operating. So they, mm. they, and I think everyone knows this, this is fairly common knowledge now where it's like their priorities are what's, you know, already in, you know, like gaining traction and what's already buzzing. So if it's an unsigned artist, they're, 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 you know, working with him to try and hop on that buzz and, you know, benefit, benefit from it on, on some level. If it's someone within their roster that's already making waves, they, they focus all their attention on that. And it's like, okay, okay. you know, they negate any, any, and sure, rather, any responsibility they have to your schedule, your expectations. And it was just a lot, man. Like I'd have music, we were prepared to like release, you know, on a certain date, come out a whole year after. And I'm just like, this is doesn't mean, it's not even where I'm at artistically anymore. This was, you know, in, in the spirit of excitement because of what was going on in the, this period of time. And, you know, I want to move on to other projects that, you know, don't feel as dated, at least to me artistically. And, you know, there was just a lot of weird, really weird interactions with them where it was like, they always, every time you went to go see them or inquire about what was going on, it was just rough. So, you know, like they give you the runaround and be smiling the whole time. Like, oh, we got you, don't worry. And then you don't hear back about the simplest things. So hey, it's guys. really, man. I Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, sorry about that, man. My network just dropped again. Thank you to a certain service yeah. provider. I'm guessing you're talking about Sony Africa. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so I, I, I listen, just, just to back things up a little bit here. Um, you're not signed to Sony Africa anymore right now, yes? No, not technically speaking, no. They still okay. want to renegotiate, but I have to be there for it. And um, I'm only going, I think, in April, right? Yeah, in April, right. this I can I can you know finally make it back out there and that's it because I just yeah I couldn't trust it after the whole COVID twenty <laughs> rumble. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, COVID COVID ruined a lot of things, man. But anyway, yeah. um, tell me something. Last time, um, some two three years ago, when you got signed to Sony Africa, you were you sounded very excited about it, and I believe you sent us a voice note telling us that you got signed, but you couldn't get into details about mm -hmm. what the contract uh, really entailed. So mm -hmm. now that you're like released from it, are you able to get into some of the details now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just actually telling on that. Uh, you were gone for a while, bro. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> really sorry about this. Uh, so you were gone what, for what were the details? Um, uh, it was a 360 deal and um, it was just a harrowing experience to get people on board with your own timelines and deadlines and just expectations. You know, they made a lot of lofty promises. Like I was telling one night, they were making a lot of lofty promises that they couldn't meet. They were, I guess, more or less fixated on, you know, other assets that, you know, didn't give them as much work. You know, they didn't want to nurture or, or focus, hone in on, you know, artist development, which 
you know, I guess back in the day, it was the only way you could really break an artist was by shaping them into, you know, being the product that actually makes sense. And so they didn't even spare a second, like, which is fine. Like, my my only, I'm, I'm happy they just didn't infringe on any creative process or whatever, but they were not like, you know, just taking their sweet time with everything because they had, they had they, it was very obvious that I wasn't a priority. And that's only because, you know, they had other assets they wanted to focus on, whether it was other artists they were trying to sign that already had like generated some buzz or uh, artists within their stable that were just, you know, um, big artists so, to begin with. Like, so on the piece of paper, what, what did they say they were going to help you with? What were you going to benefit from all of this? Oh, 360 deal, man. That's everything. They were going to do every, they were supposed to do everything. And they the only didn't catch do is they own, any of that. They own, you know, the masters that I give them. But um, yeah, the catch was they give you everything. They 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 cater to marketing, you know, on every level. Um, they get it distributed. They 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 you know, a publishing we could have actually, you know, it was a whole different thing. But um, it was basically they catered to everything. It's a three sixty. The only catch was they own, you know the music and then, you know, a percentage of some of the proceeds on any, you know, any level, whether it's royalties or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. They, 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 yeah, it was a 360 deal front to back. So like when you look back on it now, do you feel like there was maybe some fine print you may have overlooked? No, it was, I think there were certain, we, we reviewed the contract for almost two months. So you guys found out in like, when was it? June, July when I signed? And I, I let everybody yeah, know yeah. this was happening. I had the contract in my hands in April and oh. we had to really sit down and figure out exactly. I just didn't want to make too much noise about something. And then maybe I have some grievances about some terms and conditions that I that don't necessarily meet my standards. And now, you know, we're backtracking on something that... Uh, we've already hyped people up about and it's like, I, I'm going to let people know when it's pen and paper. I don't want to be the person that's out here blowing a whistle on something that, you know, could cost us a lot. So we sat down and reviewed it and we recognized the necessary evils we sort of had to look the other way from in order to get what we wanted. And that was because we, we weren't in a position of leverage you know, um, on a professional level, which is why it was easy for us to make certain calls and whatever. So we reviewed it. The lawyers actually made, you know, sense of some of the things that we initially had, you know, uh, misgivings over. But um, once we reached a resolution, we just understood. So it's not so much the fine print. It's it's going into it, right? And them not doing what they are contractually bound to do. And that's what made it really, really difficult to just maintain a positive relationship with them because in as much as it was always all smiles and respect when you go there and, and make your demands and requests, they would, you just like, it would just be like, yo, okay. And, and another thing, like we were dealing with like the higher ups now, like we never used to, we, they, they didn't link us up with A&Rs until much later. So now you're giving the workload or our accounts to the label manager who's going to be talking to 20 different people about 20 different things on a daily basis. And so he can't ever begin you'll, a priority. You'll, you'll definitely not be a priority in that scenario. Yeah. You know? So it was a lot of different things we had to overcome and we had to sort of like, I guess, 
break into the network of the company and try and figure out, you know, the easiest way to get certain things done and who provides access to what things and who do we need to talk to to speed the process up with this and this and that and that. So it was it was exciting naturally at first, but then when shit started really hitting the fan was when, you know, they're, they're now like circumventing your own expectations and, and, and timelines that you had prepared, like this music. I was just telling Onai when you were gone that there was music, you know, that I wanted out um, at a specific point in time that would reflect the excitement or the state of mind that I was in. And it came out like a year later. <laughs> and now we're dropping this shit. Yeah, we're dropping this shit a whole year later. It's just, mm. come on, man. Like, it was it was just a lot. And what's funny is we took most of the work out of their hands, you know? The the, the, the contract um, basically stipulated that they, could, they would provide everything. That means producers... Mm all this other shit. We were doing everything. Y'all know as well as anybody else that I, you know, I don't fucking work with nobody that's not Philo, that's not Versalist. I can't, I can't mm. be in the studio and have a functional... Uh, I mean, I'm open to having synergy with other you know, creative minds, but I just wasn't prepared to go into this new thing and just start getting you know, thrown around to different producers and people I had no prior you know, relationship working relationship with, and, yeah. you know, it was on the creative process. So we, we, we catered to a lot of the work, man. We just came in, sat down and put the fucking product on the desk and they still just couldn't, you know, meet certain timelines and expectations. So I don't want to sit here and bash the label. It was, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, in another place and time in life, when things just sort of aligned a certain kind of way, shit could have worked out, but yeah. yeah, that first contract just didn't work out the way I expected it to, and so going into these renegotiations, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of heavy-handed um, demands <laughs> moving forward. If they can meet them, we restructure ourselves and move forward a certain kind of way. But um, yeah, at the moment, yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm actually I I couldn't even give them my album. I, I had no respect for them to handle that the way I needed it to. So it was cool. I was gonna build the album ground up, and I just figured, listen, I'll drop it. It won't make as much traction as it needs to in the first couple of days, weeks, months. But I'll keep chipping away at it and dropping, you know, uh, videos and content around its promotional cycle just to build my profile. And, you know, it's it's and you know just have an organic way of like reaching uh, the the network of um, you know um, audiences that we wanted to demographics or however you want to see it. So it was it was it was insane, but it was a lot of work dropping this album. It really was. People don't think that, but it really was, and it still is because there's a lot going on still. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of work. Yeah, there's a lot. I, there's a lot I still have to do. COVID literally had everything screeching to a fucking halt, guys. I can't even begin <laughs> to explain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you, you only dropped the foreign policy EP under Sony Africa. Yeah, it was under. Uh, that's their baby. And they um, was was there supposed to be some sort of like video or something coming from the foreign policy? Oh yeah. Uh, but then, okay, like I said, like the certain things I can't blame them for, because um, there was supposed to be a video with um, what's the shorty that featured on? Gigi Lamain. Gigi, right? Yeah. Um, I was supposed to do a video with Gigi and then fly back in, but then it got crazy because of COVID, couldn't go anywhere and nothing. So we still actually are going to do that. Um, I promised her quite recently and let her know, but you know, we're, we're going to get the video done soon. 
because she was a bit upset about that. But um, yeah, as soon as I'm back out there, we're going to focus on getting more videos done, even for, you know, older stuff. And it's not even for nobody that already knows it. Like, this is for a portfolio that I'm building that just, you know, uh, get access to different things and raise my profile in different places. Is, is that why you replaced uh, Marcus? Yeah. I mean, the original idea was to um, put them both on the song. Naturally, I didn't want to look like a guy that's just like, you know, because it, it almost comes off symbolic, like, ah, fuck this nigga. he's my friend or whatever, but he, you know, he represents something else. And I, I didn't want people to think that way. But, you know, the label, again, just sort of like deliberated and figured, listen, for radio, you know, times and all that shit. So I, 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 I guess I, I met them halfway on that and I understood. But, uh, yeah. about it. Cause that was he understood you know, actually. He was really cool. Marcus and I will always have different material to work with, man. Um, so yeah, it's, we're we're actually excited about new stuff we're going to be working on in, in the future and, and what we're doing right now. So it's never going to be hard feelings. He he understood, you know how it works, and uh, yeah, we just kept it pushing, man. Yep. So wh what's the working relationship with you and Gigi Lemain like right now? We're cool. We're, we, the thing is, her and I started talking before I got signed. And that was, okay. that was when, I was, yeah, when I was still in SA. Um, the first time I got to SA before I met the label. And we were just like looking around for different opportunities with my management. And um, yeah, we just got cool with her because she liked, I don't know, I, she, her assistant was really cool with my manager. So she sent music in. Oh, he sent music into her and then you know, the connections just sort of created themselves at that point. But we've been cool for a couple of years now. It was just a matter of, like, getting the right thing in the right places. And obviously she was worried about, you know, how well it was going to perform and how well it was going to be marketed and all that. So Sony dropped the ball on that as well. So she wasn't really excited about <laughs> it. But, um, is, it true? is it true that you've written some stuff for her? For? For her? For Gigi. For Gigi Lemayne. Oh, oh, um, not her, not her actually. Um, Gigi and I have just worked on different songs, but like, like features, you know, back and forth. But like, I've I've written for artists in essay, but not not her. I, I wouldn't. I, I can't say that. Can you share names? Because I've always kind of felt like Mile is one of the most amazing pensmiths, and I I want to hear like one day that this particular song was actually written by Mile. So I don't know if they are there yet that were kind of popping right now or have popped at some point where you had your hand in them and if you can share that you did or you can tell us some of the artists you've kind of been working with a bit. I ain't saying you're the both writing on nothing. There, there's certain artists I can disclose and others that I can't because this song, there's... I, I don't, I, obviously, I don't think I need to make a distinction for y'all between, you know, songwriting and ghostwriting. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, the songwriting and, you know, like, I think sometimes that doesn't always necessarily reflect the talent that the person exudes. So it's like, I wrote a song for Rolene um, and that's still sort of in the works of like getting, it was, we were hoping it would make her project, but she has other ideas for it. Um, you know, there's other artists I worked with. Um, what's the light skin joint? That's also under Sony. Um popular Alfred, I fucking remember. I why do I be forgetting uh, these girls' Rouge. names? Rouge, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Too many girls in that head, huh? No, nah, man, it's not even like that. So, Those yeah, are um, dope people, though. And then, you know, 
other people I can't really disclose, but it's it's names some of y'all know. I mean, yeah, we can have those conversations in private. In, in, yeah, 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 can't wait. But on record, I can't. I, I, yeah, I can't be responsible for disclosing that sort of information. <laughs> hey, man. Now onto the album. Yes, this sir. two, this two shall pass. First of all, yeah. I'd like to say shout out to Verseless. Yeah, uh, we can uh-huh. we can we can safely say the dude did it again, man. Yo, man, that nigga, yo, that, that's another thing that hurts me is in as much as obviously I I I feel like my heart is overlooked, he is just man, like he should be in a whole different that, that, y'all don't deserve this nigga, man. Like if I'm gonna keep it a buck, <laughs> people out here do not deserve verse. You know what? Like I, I I Mile, I think you just you just got this one song that you're gonna drop that's gonna make everybody be. That's gonna make every... Yeah, that's gonna make everybody be like, "That's that nigga." I'm gonna finish his lines for guys. I've heard the shop. He's always always been there, you know. And people, are, oh my goodness! And you know, people are gonna start going back to the foreign policy EP. They're gonna start going back to trading hours, ghost, and all that jazz. And they're gonna be like. Whoa, why are we sleeping on such talent? You are just that one song away because your catalog, I promise you, your catalog it's, it's, is amazing. The catalog's dope. The catalog is dope. I appreciate it. It's amazing. Yeah. Your catalog album, is amazing. This album in particular, I was really, really excited about. And I, I, I was always excited about Trading Hours, but y'all know that it just came from a much darker place. And you um, know what? Yeah. I think this too shall pass for me was the most lyrical of all your bodies of work but i yeah. still feel like trading hours was the most emotional oh yeah 100%. trading hours is different man trading hours is different yeah trading yeah, hours was way different. more emotional and 100%. this was way more lyrical yeah it's actually not like you know what's funny is when i finished and i'm sure this happens to most other like artists when i'm when i like really wrapped up uh this two shall pass i started coming up with ideas lyrically that like were surpassing some of the material that i had you know strategically created for that project never give into that man albums albums have died like and not come out because of that shit why you think you never heard a cash bit album (laughs) (laughs) you suck nigga Joke. You I'm write sure, stuff, bro. Sure you write you, stuff you and you're like, this is dope, bro. You you're like, this is dope. And then you're like, listen to it back and like, nah. And then you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Nah, you got I'm, I'm glad you didn't do that. No, 100%. There's definitely more material coming. Like, I already have the next um, mixtape. I haven't really decided if it's a mixtape. No, but or what no. about what, the next project what, done? But what about and, things uh, like videos, Mile? Have you have you thought about oh, yes. doing videos? Like, yeah, no, we, that's what we, I'm we, it's been it's been insane. Like, just um, budgets alone. Like, okay, so I signed to a company called CCA, like just a temporary thing in South Africa uh-huh. that uh-huh. does my distribution and marketing. So, you know, the budgets for the album couldn't be cleared. And I, a lot of people don't never understand what happens behind the cur- curtain because they always have their own expectations and shit. People it's, don't it's, care. You know, people just want the end product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know, I know that story. So I, I never knock anybody for that, but like the, the, 
the album came at a time when the financial year and when people know people know the terminology and, and you know the structures behind this sort of thing the financial year for that company had come to a close so oh, all the marketing all that shit i had to do by myself um they could they were just facilitating you know the distribution and, and it being available on specific platforms and everything radio we had to do it ourselves all that so um once certain budgets get cleared because i have a lot of cool ideas for music videos once certain budgets get cleared in april i'm gonna start shooting from like april to fucking june or july for like four, four or five videos back to back and then just drop one after the other like one like just get have have a you know, structured rollout for, you know, a visual content that makes a lot of sense. Even for social media, I've, I've been coming up with different ideas. It's like, you get like mini music video clips done for like a one minute music video, almost edited for that specific thing that we can then, you know, slot in and market on social media, you know, just like bite-sized content that people can actually uh, latch onto and then you know it, it reels them into the actual you know body of work that I that I put out in my catalog and so on and so forth. So it's a lot of different ideas I'm playing with. I just need the right budgets and structures to get things done. Believe me, I know videos are long overdue, but yeah, I just want them to be right. I just couldn't settle for the mansion in Helen's Vale type of video <laughs> throwing up bottles they can't throw the labels up nah, I totally get you on that I totally get but, you but, on you that know, and, but, and but, for that to work properly it's more important to get the right person than to get the right budget right you'll right. find there's so, some people that can bring like magic on like a stupid budget so yeah you know that person and is that's very important actually struggled that's why I've struggled with videos in the past like getting just one done because they just never meet my expectations and I always I take I take pride in my product and I want anything around it that represents it to be at the same quality or at the same level of execution exactly and so if exactly. I'm going to drop a song like because there's a whole video for if y'all remember from trading hours there was an interlude that everyone went went crazy over what was it um damaged goods right yeah damaged goods yeah, the interlude from Damaged Goods. I made it a full song, and I just never dropped it because people kept talking about that shit. I made it a full song. I, we shot the video with Philo, and I, it just didn't come out because like, it was just one of those things where I was like, this, shit, this doesn't reflect the quality of the music in question. And sometimes that has a negative impact on it, you know? Um, so I just, yeah, like I, I've always wanted the videos done that meet the standards of the product. And... Um, yeah, I just couldn't get that done in essay in 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 Zim. Sorry, so I figured in essay, you know, we can come up with different aesthetics that you know facilitate our creative. I don't even want to be the guy that has twenty bitches on the couch while he's rapping with with shades on and like throwing champagne on their titties. I'm not that. that that's so like, cliche, man. I mean, that that's overdone. We want but, concepts but like I you know the Hobsons and the NFs. Exactly. And I want someone to see my vision through when I come up with like a visual art piece, like a genuinely visual, like something that from start to finish tells an important story, even if it's open ended or abstract, something that just pulls you in in the most simplistic and creative way. So I'm always yeah. playing with different ideas and I want people to then, you know, work around that. I, I, I want to stick to my vision. Trading Hours was actually supposed to be, a, uh, I wanted it to be a visual movie front to back. Oh. And then that got crazy because of timelines and all this other shit that I had to do. Um, including just dealing with like really bad depression. 
you know, at that point in my life, it yeah. was really bad, you know, and I still, you know, grapple with that given, you know, everything, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of different triggers, but, you know, they just, I'm sorry, I'm weaving and bobbing in a different subject. No, but, uh, no yes, the, 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 there are traces of what you're talking about in this too shall pass, which I'll talk right. about in a bit. No, just, yeah. just before you talk so, yeah, about it, right? I just wanted, I wanted to, to, to put a cap on uh, the subject. I just wanted my vision to be executed the way I wanted it to be done. I'm very, I'm, I'm very militaristic. You're your own worst critic. Yeah, 100%. We'll go in circles about it until I feel I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. And we haven't really reached that point yet. So I, I, I get why people worry about, you know, visual content being a thing. But now I'm just prepared to get, you know, music out there the way it needs to. And so, yeah, we're just going to come up with different ideas. It'll be a collaborative process. Um, thank God Philo is as creative as he is. He always has ideas as well. So, you know, we're just working. Philo's so, crazy. Just yeah. before Brian goes on to the, to the, to the, to the, the album, I, I am finding it difficult to understand why you're going to go back to Sony when they treated you the way they did, which has been obviously the reason why a lot of progress hasn't happened the way you wanted it. And yeah. thinking the options of, of going indie, are they possible? Like, oh, yes. Because I'm, oh, no, I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to think of okay, so deep. Let me first time. For clarity's sake, I'm very weary of, of the same thing as well. I, I'm just accepting it as an option. You know what I okay. mean? We've also been talking to Warner, they were interested, Universal was interested. And um, talk that talk, homie. Talk that talk. I've I've just been, I've I've been, you know. So I'm 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 actually starting my own label, mm. um, and it's going to be a label, of course, and creative agency. So I've been really also looking into just an indie approach to things, and you know, creating the right connections to you know facilitate what I need in my uh, process. And at this point, so I'm actually signed to CCA as a label. Like my, my my label was called New Flags, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm still grappling with that idea. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm weighing in options, just for clarity's sake. It's not to say that I'm I'm fixating. You know, I'm you know the end goal is to have a better deal or better relationship with Sony or not none of that. Like I I really the fact that I think this time period has has allowed for there to be more you know options we could see through. Um, and consider is, is, is an absolute blessing, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm just, it's just an option that I'm weighing in. Like, you know, re renegotiations. At this point, it's a formality. I don't even really think it's going to be something I, I wind up doing. But, um, yeah, just for the sake of conversation and understanding, it is an option that's still on the table that I'm just considering. it. At this point, given our grievances and, you know, uh, their lack of effort and all that, um, I, I am in a position of leverage um, and there's a lot we, you know, we can consider doing. I'm just trying to stay pra pragmatic about this entire process without, you know, um, compromising my own, my own position. So yeah, that's where it's at. It's not to say that I'm dead set on going back. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> not here. Not here. Brian? I'm, you were, I'm really, yeah. Mayo, I'm really happy that you, you, you were open about this because um, a lot of artists tend to like, when, when, when they get into these things, they tend to be very, you know, secretive about the information that they let out, be it during or even after the contract has expired. None of them ever, like, disclose what would have happened or their experiences. So this is a very 
good eye opener for the people that listen to the show and the other artists. Because like about two weeks ago, we had Chris Newton and we asked Chris, what would you do if Sony Africa said they wanted to sign you? And dude was like, dude, I would sign. And I was like, you wouldn't like uh, read through that. I wouldn't even read anything. And, you know, that was a part where... People, mm. that's, that's the part when we're like, no, uh, I think you need to read up on these things. And we actually referenced you and we're like, this things that are not I don't think people are like print, right? Like you need uh, to listen to artists that either have experience with these labels or have uh-huh. um, a lot more intel on the subject. Because I'm telling you, they know where you are. They know what's going on. They know you are an up and coming artist who sees this label as this like, you know, a monolithic institution in music where it's like, you know, this is a surefire way of achieving the end goal of whatever my career trajectory. They prey on that excitement. And mm. I hate to say it, Clearly. but they prey on that ignorance. It's it's a horrible fucking cocktail of like um misfortune. Like that that like they, they manipulate your position. They know that you know you have nothing to contribute as yet, so they are in a position of power and authority over you and have autonomy over the product and all this other shit. And they prey on that excitement. They prey on that excitement. So it's easy for them to be like to you know, like I'm telling you, the first my first meeting with, with Sony, the in as much as the dude was trying to give me props, you could tell, you know, he was being very coy and, and standoffish in a certain kind of way to, to seem as though he, as someone who represents the label to a new artist that this, this doesn't just happen and this, mm. you know, like, and when it does, like, we're used to it, so don't get comfortable. Like, they give you that very clinical, you know, arm's length oh. approach in the beginning. It's fucking psychological warfare and people need to be prepared for that whenever they walk into uh, these, you yeah. know, these, these major labels doors man it's really important that you keep your mind in check um and and value yourself the way that they value you because they're not taking you in for a meeting just because any other tom dick and harry they can pick up the street who be doing the same shit there's a reason you're there so evaluate and appraise uh your position objectively and you know lead the lead the the, the the trajectory of the conversation into what, what it needs to be. I want this. This is what I expect from y'all. Can you meet these expectations by such and such? You know what I mean? And if they don't meet your standards, do not fucking hesitate to walk out that motherfucker. There is nothing you're going to miss out on. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if, if they're not going to do for you what, what you what you think needs to be done by a label of that stature, then... Do not waste your time because it will be wasting your time. I promise you, these people will waste your time. So walk I'm I'm really happy. Keep it real Fridays with Shelatine and Brian Willis. All alone in this empty room. I don't know how long I've been here. I hear the fireworks outside. 
uh, Onai, um, I think you remember when there was a discussion that happened when people were speaking about um, these big labels focusing on Africa all of a sudden. And then you remember I said something like, I'm a bit skeptical about this. I see a lot of people getting taken advantage of, if you remember. You're yeah. not skeptical about everything, to be honest, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't. I don't just. I mean, I'm just like, why all of a sudden is the fo- is is the focus on Africa all of a sudden? Like, why? And you know what, my your experiences, I think, uh, hopefully, people will take note and uh, you know approach these labels a bit more carefully if um, they are offered these deals and stuff. They're not just signed blindly. I'm really happy about this, Mile. Thank you so much yeah. for this info, man. For providing yeah. insight. Yeah. No, 100%. And from, from what I've learned, the few artists in Zam in South Africa that I know that have been approached by some of these labels are making very prudent uh, uh, decisions, you know, and true judgment calls. Because, like, uh-huh. um, this, I'm sure, like, this huge artists in Zim guys that, like, are getting scouted by these labels that I know, like, turn them down. I know, I know... Tammy turned down Sony, um, and you know all that. All because I, I I don't know if I should attribute it to her, but you know someone there, someone in that on that side of the team, is really looking out for her because if that label wasn't meeting her standards and nothing was was going to work, believe me. So yeah, I'm happy that that's you know working out for people who are a little more who are a little clearer on this. But um, are y'all still here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. We're yeah. here. Listening intensely, man. Yeah, so no, it's important. No, it's, it's just important to gener- important to generate awareness. I, I say this. I, I even said this in my last song, um, in a much more subtle way. I wanted it to be a little more, you know, intelligently uh, underscored. But mm. um, it was in the last song the analogy of walking down a street called Jan Smuts Avenue. Avenue, to yeah. Go, mm. To go to Sony and people don't know. I say this at the end of the song, I think somewhere. But like I'm, I'm telling y'all, Jan, Jan Smuts Ave is where the street is, where the, the label headquarters is. Oh. And Jan Smuts was a known, you know, uh, colonialist mm-hmm. I think that you know, exploited. Bored. We don't need yeah. to get too in depth in the history, yeah. but then just even in a far in in our country like that is he's being commemorated for whatever he was, right? And now I'm going to this institution that is trying to prey on these young kids to exploit us in a certain kind of way to profit off of, you know, our naivety is, is fucking horrendous, man. Like, I, I really address that in some of the music in just very subtle ways. But, yeah, it's, it's just important to know, you know, to, to, to maintain some objectivity and in, in, in progressing forward in your career in one way or another. It's, it's just really important to know who you're dealing with, man. Because it gets dirtier the higher up you go. Yep. I feel feel like a lot more people are going to give you a lot more grace now, um, given this like particular take, because I feel like some people were very ruthless in their judgment of some of the moves that you were making, or at least the the perception of the moves that you were making. And I'm really glad that some insight has been provided onto those moves and people may be really careful about it. Um, Yeah. I think <laughs> don't worry. With God on my side, man, I am going to have a hit single <laughs> that makes Celatine shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matter of fact, nah, I don't need him to shut up. I need a fucking apology when it happens. I need him to be up front <laughs> on air to let me know, no, you were wrong, nigga. You ain't just one of these rapidly rap ass niggas that, that you know whatever you know the fuck he said with his with his bullshit ass take to try and sensationalize nonsense. <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm I need a fucking apology one day. <laughs> you know what? This reminds me of your lyrics on your very first track on um, This Too Shall Pass when you're like, yeah. I'm tired of your echo chambers and app groups and negativity yeah. in my mentions just so I add you. Yeah. So clearly you're referring to people like uh, Celatine who always had something negative to say about your, you know, your deals and whatnot and how things were turning out. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because when when we are realistic about, if we really really want to be realistic about this shit, no one he poses in 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 in, in opposition to me is out rapping or out singing me anywhere here in any in any fucking capacity. Nobody. Pick your best fighter. Who? Catch me. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, 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 why am I being dragged hey, into this? No, 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 listen. Hey, 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 what, what, hey, hey, hey. place of like hubris <laughs> or like, I am one of the most complete artists in this country. From this side of the fucking world. Honestly. I don't sit here and evaluate music that's being dropped in Harare because that's a waste of fucking time. I'm trying to you know figure what? out why Nginigi is at the top of the totem pole globally. And that's the approach I'm taking. So don't sit here and tell me about such and such from such and such province, such and such uh, side of the city that can do what I do. Fuck out of here. I haven't met them. And I've been in this business for a minute. I think he's heard you. <laughs> and I really don't think there's any... Um, I, can't, I can't really like uh, put... Pen game wise, yeah, you're definitely up there with any game wise. With nigga, <laughs> I'm gonna talk my shit for a second. Singing, yeah, pen game, singing. Fuck your shit, nobody, nigga. nobody. And I promise you, the favorites, your favorites, the motherfuckers that niggas want to throw names around of in, in, in this fucking country will tell you the same shit. I promise you, it may not be on record or on wax or in front of a camera. They will tell you, go sit down and have a drink and ask who the fuck is really doing this shit for real. And who has been consistently, consistently. No, for real, for real. I have to give you your flowers while you're alive, man. You definitely, I, I can't see, I can't find anyone who can rival you to be honest. So yeah, man. Um, now that I'm a little calmer and I got my Kanye out the way, um, <laughs> it's just important to appreciate yeah. an artist's journey as is. You know, I, I I appreciate and and am grateful for everything that I've learned and, and have been through. And as much as I'm not necessarily where I feel like I should be at in my career, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of learning that you know just. It makes things relatively easier to navigate in such treacherous waters, man. Because, yeah, yeah, it's it's fickle enough dealing with fans <laughs> in this no, day but, and age. Uh, dude, I am telling you genuinely, you are just that one song away. Just one. I hope so, man. 
I, I know so. so. You, you're gonna, we're gonna come back to this conversation. I'm gonna be like, you remember what I said? You're just that one song away. Trust me. You, because... for me, the sad, the sad bit is, I feel like he's been giving us those songs. You know what I mean? He's been giving us the content where, dude, it, it's, it's look, right it's, there. It's, and that... it's, it's crazy, bro. Because the song that will probably make him blow up is the song that will be like, but this is not the best mile we've heard. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? It, it might be like it, a it's going to be a song where, he, where, where he's probably like saying, let me just experiment and dumb shit down for a bit. Timbo, not one, I need to say. And people will be like, oh shit, who's this dude? You know? And yeah. that's the sad thing about it. And then people are going to catch on to the rest of the stuff because I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Uh, that K Chaps uh, guy, his album, mm-hmm. Manga. That album was off the chain. That song, that Juicy, nigga been grinding too, Shane. That like, I, juicy I song of his is not K Chaps at his finest. Not even at his finest. Not even. It's half. not even his halfway. Oh yeah, Juicy wasn't even like that. Yeah. Really <laughs> so, but that's the song that got people to catch on to the rest of his catalog. Yeah, that's crazy. So trust me, you you just one song away from. You know, people are recognizing. I mean, it's the same thing even with Holy Ten. Holy Ten has been dropping gems. It's only after mm-hmm. he dropped Daremirwa when people are like, oh, snap. But mm-hmm. he has mm-hmm. been always. So you are just that. I mean, we will talk. It one years, Don't yeah. worry about it. it it's one just years. one song. It's just going to be yeah. just one track or even just yeah. a feature or something. And it's going to be yeah. something whereby even you yourself, you're going to look back on it and be like, but guys, I wasn't even fucking trying. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. sad thing. That one song that's mm-hmm. going to make that class of people that I spoke about before start jumping on your shit and make the other people follow suit as they're kissing their boots and shit. Yeah, man. Uh, one can only hope, man. I, it's... It's just a matter of time, really. Um, we'll figure it out as, as time goes, but I'll just keep making music and doing what I got to do. So, so anyway. Mm. Okay, sorry, Ona, you were saying? No, no I, I was quite curious now as well. Yeah, the new boys you talked about, um, you said you're going to be taking a kind of a different creative direction. Uh, who will we be surprised by? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's working with this person. Who you have, like, maybe you haven't worked with before. Okay. Um... I'm I'm really trying to look into um, just sort of playing out this this space I'm in as far as like vernac vernacular rap because I've been coming up with really exciting ideas and I'm I'm thinking of including people that um, are ultimately more suited for that sort of thing and complement it better. Um, so you know um, the easy choices w- would be people I actually really uh, you know. I'm cool with so you know the Sokomatemais, the um, T Shark, and um, yeah, T Shark is mean, one dude I just want to clap one day. I mean that guy, <laughs> you know, like no man, like that dude is like super skilled, but the way he just sleeps on himself, man. Yeah, nah, listen. I've had conversations with him and I realized he's just, it's not so much his lack of confidence as it is. And it can get to that because of it. But like, I think he's at a point where it's like, this situation is discouraging, man. The shit out here. I know. 
I know, it's I know. Heartbreaking. It's it's so disheartening. Like I, I don't think people really fully understand. Like sitting here and knowing that in any other world, in any other part of the world, sorry, you know, this would maybe be highlighted or appreciated in a way that makes a little more sense. Even if it could just be a million, in, just to say. Yeah, even if it's just in a specific community, you have that sort of camaraderie in in, in Americans where it's like. It may not be America yet, but you know the city of such and such rides for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you, that gives you a basis and platform to continue to grow your 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 target market and, and demographic um, as far as like your sphere of influence is concerned. But he's he's just in a place where it's like he he feels out of touch with what's going on, maybe, and just doesn't know how to. Um, find his place and his footing. Please, just, please, uh, please help him find it, man. Because that guy, I don't know, man. He's he's just cut from a different cloth. I've he's known really T-Shock for like, for, for, for like years. Like, I mean, how long have I known you, Mile? I've known oh, T-Shock for... Yeah. It's like at least seven years now. Seven, I've eight. known T-Shock for longer. Yeah. For almost, yeah, for longer than that. And I, he's been rapping for the longest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it hurts me to see that, you know, dude is still where he's at. I mean, I, I saw him, he dropped a track some time ago when he was representing his hood, Greencroft. He actually stays quite close to me. And I'm like mm-hmm. thinking, but dude, why though? Why? Help him, please. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll keep figuring it out. I think right now artists are just having a hard time staying in a creative space. It's a struggle, even for me, man. Like, I'll have, like, lapses, like, entire months where I just can't put a single song together. And then, you know, by the grace of God, like, inspiration hits out of nowhere. You turn out, like, 20 songs a week, and it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's an amazing feat. But it's, it's hard. And I, I saw this tweet, I think, that resonated a lot with me, um, which is ironic because I fucking hate social media. But, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> Someone was like, yeah, and I, like it's 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 hard to stay creative when you know your circumstances force you to focus on survival. On survival, and, exactly. Yeah, it's it's really hard for a lot of artists to maintain the frequency of you know of like just you know th- th- that they're operating at on a creative level without having to think about A, B, C, D responsibilities in the way of that, you know, and so. I think that's where a lot of people are at and they're just trying to push through. And yeah, some people have, I think a sense of fortitude that, you know, always outlasts the shit that they're dealing with and keeps them, you know, uh, pushing forward and, and, and creating, you know, in spite of, but yeah, if, 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 if I know T-Shock, like I know, I know myself, I think we're just in places also quite similarly that um, we don't like enjoying like we don't, we don't. Sorry, we don't enjoy forcing music. That shit is that. You start critiquing it too hard. I'm casual, but I'm sure you know where I'm coming from. Dude, I just told you the reason why my album never dropped. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's like, exactly the reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you get to a point where it's like you start. You're expected to still be operating on such and such level. Sometimes it's also important to embrace that maybe you're in a different place artistically, and then try and figure out what it is you're you're prepared to represent 
uh, lyrically or, or, you know, in your music on any level? What, what are you trying to right. talk about? What speaks to you? And how, how, how can you translate that for your people? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard right now for people to just a stay lot of, a, lot of, a lot of people don't understand that side of the music because people just want... Um, <laughs> People just want you to be dropping music. They don't really care what you went through to come up with it. And, you know, people always laugh at artists like Kanye West. You know, when you hear something like Kanye West took a plane out to some funny destination in the mountains mm-hmm. for inspiration for his upcoming album. And people were like, is that dude stupid or something? And I'm like, nah, you, you guys don't understand the depths people have to go to to dig stuff out from deep within and put it out there in their music and stuff like that. You really need to look for inspiration by hook and by crook. Yeah. I struggle with that because rappers, I feel like are, are so contrarians. They're such contrarians when it comes to art, because I know some of the greatest artists in the world have painful, like this, the level of sensitivity they are operating in is insane. Yeah. Like, People really have a hard time, like sometimes even just putting music out because they're so sensitive. And that's their general disposition. Like you have artists that are just generally more in tune with their emotions and that helps the creative process. So sometimes people struggle with that. And when, when you know, some of the staples in, in, in hip hop are this like emotionless bravado that they need to represent. Uh-huh. It's it's the oddest thing. And I feel like that's what Kanye reflects. But unfortunately, he's in a community that expects him to be, you know, uh, devil may care about everything. Like, he's just supposed to handle it like a rapper. Like, you just keep a G, my guy. Like, don't worry about ABCD. Don't get emotional about this. And what. Like, emotional, your emotional attachment to your art or anything in, in life through art is is one of the most taxing things. It can get really exhausting because it demands a lot of emotion from you. And I think Kanye has already been operating in that frequency forever. That can take a, For a long positive time. or negative form. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. It, I, I just don't want it to reach a stage where it, it ultimately diminishes his his artistic legacy. That's that's fucking bullshit. You know, but um yeah, and that speaks to a lot of artists out here. It's a struggle, man. Just you gotta maintain that 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 uh, that part of yourself to get the best out of yourself, really, honestly. Because yeah, the, some of my some of my best music and some of the best shit I've ever written comes from a, a deeply emotional place. Yeah, I've noticed that. I, I was actually about to ask that you spoke yeah. about you know when when you're an artist and you you show your vulnerabilities on a track. Um, that reminded me of one of your tracks on This Too Shall Pass called uh, Conversations, where, um, yeah. you know, like, um, it, it, it's one of those tracks that actually made me start thinking, but why are people not really, like, paying attention a mile? Because a lot of the stuff you're talking about is, is, is very, very, like, uh, relatable. And, you know, it actually got me thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe sometimes we should just check up on niggas. So, Mile, as a friend, I'm asking you right now. Are you okay? I am trying to be. I'm gonna keep it a buck, bro. You know, it's 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 a it's a daily almost decision um, to just figure out how you're gonna micromanage your emotional stability. I, I'm I'm in a much better place than I was a few years back, and um, just generally how I've been in the past few years. But um, especially with Sony, because I've really aggravated a lot. 
But um, I'm actually the Sony situation seems to have brought out a more pissed off mile than a depressed mile. Oh yeah, I was. I yeah, okay. That's that's a lot more accurate. I was really upset. That was really <laughs> upset. And I, that's I think another I'd thing. Hear... Like, I have two places my music comes from, and that's it's the strangest thing. I need to be either emotional, and not that does that's not like angry, but like emotional, like maybe like just on some level, whether it's euphoria or like um, just. Whether it's you good know, or bad, I'm as long as the emotions are invoked. Or fucking anger. Like, anger, <laughs> like, real, like, like, you get it. I know, like, you get it. I feel like Eminem is also the same kind of person. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, your back is against the wall. This is what's being said. This is what's being done. And you are going to fight back somehow. So that's how I yeah. am. Learned. Yeah, nah, I was really, yeah, I was with the shits, man. In, in like, conversation. <laughs> In conversations, you were speaking to your mom, yeah? The first verse was my mother. Yeah, you were speaking to your mom. Was, yeah, the second verse was to God. Was to God, exactly. And it kind of like yeah. took me back to um, trading uh, hours when on the track Send My Love. Mm -hmm. On that one, you were speaking to your dad. Yes, yes. So these... <laughs> It, it's, it's the entire album emotional actually. music man and so conversations was one song where i realized okay he's he's really showing his uh vulnerabilities yeah and then <laughs> the first track gold rush uh that's when you spoke about echo chambers and stuff like that you were mm -hmm. pissed on that song clearly. Oh, yeah. and then we had a track like um dirty mm-hmm you know, when I heard Dirty, I was just like, hey, so, hey, so, hey, so. <laughs> What's wrong with Dirty, bro? Hey, so, hey. You know what you did in Dirty. Hey, man. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk too much about it just to get people to want to listen to that track. Because, yeah, and yeah. it's, uh, yeah, guys, it is dirty in the sense that you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is <laughs> and, a lot of heavy sexual connotations in that song. Oh, my goodness. I, I, that, I needed at least one of those, man. No, my goodness, that song, I mean, it left nothing to the imagination. Really? <laughs> no, I it actually being subtle. No. <laughs> then you were horny as fuck, dude. And then, <laughs> yeah. then the track yeah. misses, then the track misses Trigger Finger. That song just mm -hmm. took me back to one of my exes, man. Every time we went out, there was mm -hmm. some drunk story that happened. Yeah, yeah. It's always a girl like that. I think, yeah. I think a lot of guys know a girl like that. That's just like <laughs> looking for the, the right shit in the worst possible places, you know, and getting just sort of sucked into that lifestyle because they can't find some semblance of like self-worth when they're alone. Mm -hmm. And you and know? then another track where you were where you were like in zero fucks mode was Out the Way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was with the shits. He's really you, with the shits were, you, were, you were you were you were in zero fucks mode in that one. But the mm -hmm. one track the one track that, that, that you really um that one of the tracks that I enjoyed was God is moving. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a part where you tune we don't become stars after the music. We yeah. already stars and make the music just to prove it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you 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 in it for the bag. I mean lyrically this this thing was just so well packaged, um, and it. I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be very blunt with you. Uh, I I after listening to um, this too shall pass, 
I went mm-hmm. back to uh sorry, I skipped uh the foreign policy EP. I went to trading hours because right. I wanted to compare album for album. And right. there's a difference in the mix and master of the, the quality of the both of the two products. With this yeah. one, it's it's way more uh we know what we are doing now. On that other one, it was a bit of, you know, we're dealing with we're doing with what we have. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah. still, uh, emotionally, I still say trading hours is, is your best work, emotionally. Okay. And this too shall pass was your most lyrical. I, I, this, like, this I always set this bar on you and I'm like, my will never pass this. And you mm-hmm. pass it. Because yeah. even back in the day, Mayo, I'm not going to lie to you, your singing was shaky back in the day. There were times when you mm-hmm. try to hit the high notes and you go off key or something like that. Like, just slightly, not terribly. Not like me. No, if I try here's singing. the thing. No, I but just like, But here, here, you are way more rounded. You are you are more like, you're no longer, you, you don't have that rough around the edges kind of feel with this product. And even the mix and the master, the beat selection, versus Philo, I think I said this before, I always get skeptical when it's one person doing the whole project. I feel like it might mm-hmm. in, uh, invoke some some level of monotony. But versus no, somehow, no, you know clearly works? he knows you. Because, you know why it works? Yeah. Um, the reason it works is because maybe half or three quarters of the project will be my instrumental ideas. Okay, okay. So I will build ideas around certain songs that I've already written. And then I come to him, I'm like, this is what I want it to sound like, right? So I will do part of the production and then he will add his own flair to it. Uh-huh. Which then, you know, yeah. So we try to find that balance where it's like, okay, how do we create? We did that more in this project than we did in Trading Hours. Trading Hours, most of it was like beats I had to pick out. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Okay. This All time right. around, we built instrumentals from scratch to get how my ideas executed the way I wanted. And it was, he knocked it out the fucking park. So... Yeah, that's why I feel like our relationship works because it really does. Each yeah, like because each other's... even even after you explaining that you bounce ideas off each other, it's just mm-hmm. the two of you. There is still a very high probability of shit getting monotonous because you obviously right. think in a certain way, and he obviously thinks in a certain way, and you guys are always together. You end up like you know always having the same ideas or finishing each other's sentences and stuff like that and you can end Mm -hmm. up being monotonous still but still because it's a perfect combination you guys are able to bounce shit off each other and still Mm -hmm. not be monotonous which which is that's 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 true artistry in itself that that just that alone yeah no, I appreciate that. that. It really is. We've really found an equilibrium with the way we operate. So if I have an idea or if he has an idea, we operate back and forth and figure out how it's going it's, it's to wrap up. So it never gets um, tedious because like, it's very, you know, like we're both very versatile people. And um, sometimes he even inspires, you know, more ideas for me and vice versa, I'd like to think. So I, we've reached that place where it's like it can never... I've never, I've never wanted to be the kind of person that creates the same body of work as I did before anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going yeah, to want to yeah, experiment. Yeah. That's why we'll have songs on off the project, like, um, 
Wallflower. You know, where uh-huh. I, I went full fucking Sean Mendes type pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Experiment in that world and see what 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 how, how far reaching my songwriting can can you know encompass certain I I need musical and sonic ideas. So yeah, man, I was really just going like swinging for the fences on this project, and um, yeah, I, I, at this point, I'm just happy to see that I'm still coming up with ideas that are as if not more interesting than the stuff I already, I've already released. The writing is getting progressively better. You know, I work on my singing often, and so it's just one of those things. And to your initial point, um, I actually, the reason, I, like, a lot of my music was shaky back then, like, early early stages of my, in my career was because it was just not a work environment a working environment it was really party oriented and i think that was even reflected in the music so half the time man i'd be recording ghosts and i'd be drunk out my ass or like yeah i remember i remember every time i saw you you had a cup in your hand you feel me so it was it was always (laughs) something in that studio and and you know like not to say anybody forced my hand or you know forced myself forced me in a heading in that direction but it was that environment you know it was an exciting time and i think it got in the way of ensuring that the product gets you know becomes what it needs to and i didn't have enough confidence to to you know then like have uh, or just, I guess, de- dictate like the the pace at which we are creating a product and how perfect it comes out and what ABC. I didn't have the confidence to do that. So if somebody's like, "Man, we got it, we got it. It's cool," you know. After we've done a take, and even if I'm not comfortable with it, or I'm just like, oh, "All right, cool, whatever." Since since we got it, and then we start operating with that sort of material. So a lot of that stuff, man. Like I wish, yeah, I wish I revisited uh, some of it, you know, in retrospect and just kind of you know, executed in such a way. Because there's a lot of great material from some of my older stuff that could have been so much better. And I remember the one person, because around that time, like, everyone was just very, like, weird, like, walk on eggshells with each other and shit as, like, artists. So no one really told me like it was when that album came out until I was with Yagi. You know Yagi, right? Yagi Dojo. Yagi Dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at that festival that was the first time Ironically, when I when I first saw Shasha perform at like the Big Chill, I think it was called, um, and Yagi came up to me. He's like, "I heard your album, bro." I'm like, "Oh yeah, where? What do you think?" He's like, "Nah." <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, he's like, "Yeah, I mean it was dope, but it wasn't dope." You know what I mean? Like, nah, like it was dope, but it wasn't dope. Like, I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he never really explained himself because I think, yeah, the, the the atmosphere really didn't allow for that conversation to expound beyond what he had said. But um, yeah, he just I think once I really sat with that sentiment, I understood what he was saying. Like I I could hear he could hear the potential like I could hear the potential for what could have been great songs and then the execution of either instrumentation or, you know, some of the ways that I was doing things got in the way and it just, it ruins the song. It's the smallest, it's, it's nuances, man, that make yeah. a great song. So yeah. we just never paid attention to that. And so when I finally established a working relationship with Philo, you know, we had time and space to really, you know, uh, dig into those details and, yeah, I realized I really enjoy that aspect of creating, you know, so 
yeah, without the interference and, and distractions of like, oh, such as Marcus came with two bottles of uh, fucking tankery or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's different now. So, Marcus! <laughs> yeah. Busy disturbing the process. Yo, Marcus! No, no, I'm just saying, Marcus. like, as an example, like, ah, you've already said like, it, Miles. Stop protecting him. You've already said it. <laughs> You'll be trying to get no, into a man. studio. You want to record, and then Marcus is like, Yo, Miles, that one's a something you on my baby. That's so good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nah, we had a good time. But yeah, that that was to address that initial point. I, and I completely understand those sentiments because, yeah, like, but I, I you know, it's, it's, it was always an opportunity to grow and and meet the, you know, create the connections that I needed to at the time. So I love I love this project, though, man. And I think you keep on improving. You keep on breaking the barriers. I got a question, though. Why the yeah. title This Too Shall Pass? This Too Shall Pass is actually what ties in every song on a conceptual level. So not there isn't like a cohesive start to finish narrative that I yeah. felt like I was pressing. But, you know, I realized that every song I wrote on this project was like a time marker, like hallmark moment in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm commemorating this artistically. And um, I wanted it to speak to how fleeting some of our own superficial expectations of what our lives should be really are, you know? So it, it, as, as, as you sort of ease into like my mindset from start to finish in, in the music, you get like these moments, these collective moments that reflect what every human experience, most human experiences are really like, you know, and until, until such a point where life demands you to connect to a higher source, you know, on a spiritual level and, and then really do, uh, you know, a, a self appraisal to, 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 to find some sense of peace and growth. And, you know, cause like I was in a bad place for this, you know, things that shouldn't ever have that much power over me. You know what I mean? Like the fucking, a whole girl made me make an album <laughs> and then everybody, you know what I mean? Dubs is like the most emotional project. And shit. So it's like, yeah. I, I leaned into my spirituality more and realized that God wants you to rely on constants. And the only constants in this life are the intangibles. So you get love, you know, you get his presence, you get uh, the legacy you leave behind, the, the, the things that you, you do to, to further you know, your, your civilization's cause and plights. The air you breathe. Yeah, all those things. So, you know, guiding people into, into the direct, in that direction and, and helping them find some perspective beyond, you know, the clutter that is life and all the things that ultimately, you know, arbitrarily demand your attention. It's, it's just like, yeah, this is a fleeting moment. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all just going to come and go as fast as, you know, yeah, anything. So, yeah, that's just what I wanted to commemorate with the title and, you know, the sequencing of, like, the, the storylines and the music. True, true. Listen, Miles, mm -hmm. it was great having you on the show, my guy. It was extremely insightful. It was extremely informative. Are there any last words that you'd like to tell your fans and, you know, your naysayers, you know, people like, I don't know, uh, Celatine? Fuck him, first of all. But um, 
It's fuck him. I can tell him that to his face. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you. Um, but <laughs> nah, nah. Um, uh, bullshit aside, um, nah. Just I really hope that people, whoever, whatever, however few few people you know are committed to this journey with me, you know, to, to just continue to spread the word and help me, you know, help me by staying by my side and you know, um, staying in tune with my growth, my artistic progress, and you know, seeing things through. And I got a lot of great music still coming on the way, a lot of great projects, visuals, all that. So it's going to be a really fun year as soon as, you know, things just, you know, this, this COVID shit just starts getting out the way. And I'm glad that the country's opening up now, the essay's opening up now so we can get a lot of serious work done. But um, more importantly, and maybe most importantly, this is not the last you, you heard of me. I'm going to be who I am destined to be. And yeah, there's, yeah, there's not more to, to add on to that. I, I don't think this was a mistake. I don't think me being as great an artist as I am is, is, is all in vain or should be channeled into something less productive or whatever, whatever. Like I, there's something I need to somebody or certain people I need to speak to, and I'm going to attain that position to do so. Definitely. Mile. Mile. It was a pleasure, man. Where can people find you online and um, where can they get the album? Okay. So social media handles is at mile underscore intl so that's mile international and um yeah my music is on all digital platforms youtube uh spotify thank god they cleared that up um yeah got that open right now actually yeah yeah yes sir so you know all digital platforms for purchase or streaming Please hit up my new album or my latest album. This too shall pass. Go back. Um, the, I'll, I'll be adding some of my older stuff onto those uh, channels as well. And um, yeah, videos soon. Trust me. I know it's been a long time coming, but I'm, I'm working on the best possible products to to move forward with. And um, a lot of great new music coming soon, man. There's nothing more to it. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mayo, and this is Keep It Real Fridays, and I was the only host. Well, thanks to Onai, who helped out. <laughs> but it, was, it was one and a half hosts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of Mile. I just loved listening to everything going on. Like, honestly, I'm going to re-listen to this and think, wow, this actually happened. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of taking everything in, like, everything that you were saying. <laughs> Yeah. Right. No, I appreciate I, I appreciate you guys having me. It's always an honor. I love what you guys are doing, and I've always loved the podcast. So I hope you guys continue to grow and evolve into what you need to become in, in terms of representing the culture out here. And Amen. yeah, it's, it's been it's been a good ride, man. Very Just told me to shut up. By the way, like they told me to. <laughs> oh, good, Miles. Hey, Miles. Check you out later, man. I think we have to cut shit off now. Kosana, you can yes, stop recording. Keep it real Fridays with Celatine and Brian Willis. <laughs> yeah, my name's stuck in a riffraff. Please get it right like slick back. They ain't never speak it in diss tracks, huh? This new gun got a kickback. They want to feature, I spit that. I still a lot of fire with a mismatch, but that poor king is a dead man, bruh. I need y'all to admit that. I need y'all not to miss that. They switch sides and they switch back. Stretch my legs just to kick facts. They gon' reach like it's pitch black. 
Y'all gotta learn how to get shit done. Please pay attention and sit back. I'll take the hate over not being known. I can't pretend that I miss that. I still gotta drop at the top of the slice. Never rock with what y'all niggas got through the ops. Popping a lot, sticking off like a rocket. I'm off, but you not gonna stop what we got. I dream of any you all in my sleep. I draw the pants for it all when I'm up. Can't let the chances all go in one piece. God made me wait for it. I'm in a rush. Stay out the way. Stay out the way. Yeah. Stay out the way. Take it how you want it, nigga. Stay out the way. Stay out the way. Stay out the way. Yeah. Stay out the way. Okay. Yeah. You want a nigga? Stay out the way. Yeah. I ain't gonna check for no boss at. Let the phone ring when I call them. They gon' hit me when I'm off it. Y'all don't want none of them problems. Double my price on that offer. I could care less what I cost them. Pulling up there with my partners. Hold the whole damn thing hostage. Whoa. Everything here that we started. I don't see none of y'all stopping. Don't play with my name on them blocks. Just to see me and play possum. Hearing my buzz from the opposite when they can't kill it, they gossip. Hold my own and turn back just to carry that weight like I'm spotting. Lately, I've been in and out of moments for the stories that I really can't tell. Move from my circle so they see it themselves. Man, this game will cut you open just to see the air trails. Tip a quill in the inkwell of my own blood. Just so niggas never really get to see the pan fail. Got a team that could piss it like a fame to the devil. Just so y'all can get to see the rent and then we can't sell. Dot eyes cross seas so we know that I'm it. Pennywise niggas better cut a check for my shit. Anytime they gon' wanna come correct and I spit. Many times they be skimming off the budget I get in. I I can't still question my work in this work when my future's decided. I can't still sit around niggas that ain't where I'm at just to look for excuses to hide it. I just won't fight it. I bit the hand that was empty enough. I strike a nerve for those losing they touch. I just see ending your chances a plus. Walked in the room and left everything hush. I'll take the bread and leave y'all with the crust. Chew up your food and spit back all the mush. We put the never and never enough. God made me wait for it. I'm in a rush. Stay out the way. Stay out the way. Yeah. Stay out the way. Take it how you want a nigga. Stay out the way. Stay out the way. Stay out the way, yeah, work. Stay out the way, take it how you want a nigga. Stay out the way, 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 yeah, work. Stay out the way, take it how you want a nigga. Stay out the way. Capital two six three. Can't do this or that, or he's not this, or hey, he just I don't know if I that too much. That nigga swing you to watch. Why I'm like, yo, okay, this feels personal now. <laughs> I know when this shit, like I know when niggas are saying shit. And if, if it's a genuine critique of my work, then fucking knock yourself out. But it feels less and less like that whenever he addresses my position in anything. But but I'm, all I'm, the I'm way sure you guys will have a conversation one day. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure we will. You, you still cool with Xander, though? 